Konnichiwa! Welcome to In Our Community Podcast Season 2, where we talk about life, fitness, youth training, nutrition, and more. Recorded at Resurrection Movement Studio in Danville, Pennsylvania. I'm your host, Coach Hitty, and sitting across from me is our lovely co-host, one and only, Coach Michelle. Self-reflection entails asking yourself questions about your values, assessing our strengths and failures, thinking about your perceptions, interaction with others and imagining where you want to take your life in the future. That was a quote by Robert L. Rosen, a film producer from the 1990s known for his work in films like The Crow, Spy Hard, and Wrongfully Accused. As we approach our six-year anniversary of Resurrection Movement Studio on January 31st, Coach Michelle and I sat down to talk about our favorite moments of the studio's short history and why those moments meant so much to us. Personally, this was a great conversation to remember why we love what we get to do, a moment for us to reflect and be grateful for everything we get to do here at the studio, including this podcast. Thank you for listening as always. Please don't forget to leave us a review and subscribe to our show on iTunes. Let's get this started. January 31st marks our six-year anniversary of the studio. Happy anniversary, dudes. Happy anniversary. It's uh, kind of crazy to think that it's been six years, huh? It is. But then also there's a part of me that doesn't remember a time before here. I know. <laughs> and it feels like every year it goes by really, really fast. It does. Especially this year, you know, in the midst of a pandemic, I feel like it kind of flew by. Yes. I don't know if it was the constant change and the adjustments that we had to make that made it go fast, but I can't believe that we're already doing an anniversary episode. Right. Yeah, I feel the same way even in real life. I feel like the whole everything is just flying by. Mm-hmm. And we did do an anniversary episode last year and we talked about the history of the RMS. So you may, uh, if you've been a consistent listener, first of all, thank you for being a consistent listener. Some of the things that we talk about may be an overlap, but we're going to try to approach it a little differently. We're going to do a top three moments of RMS history uh, from our perspective. And we wrote down uh, top three moments for ourselves, and we're going to share it here. I don't know what's on Dubes' list. She doesn't know what's on my list. So this should be a really interesting conversation. (laughs) And if you are fairly new to the studio, if you've never been with us before, I hope that you can kind of get a taste of who we are and what we've done in the past. We'll also talk talk about why it's important to us and, you know, why those moments stick out. Uh, but before we get there, Deuce, let's talk about prehistory. Yeah. How this all started, right? Like, Deuce, you've been part of it from like, uh, you know, if, if, it, if there was a moment zero was the time that we started the studio, you've been part of it from like, you know, pre-studio, right. I guess. Yeah. Way before. Right. Yeah. So let's talk about that. All right. So a quick little rewind even before uh personal training and things like that i i met hitty through uh adult hip-hop class and then through his cardio kickboxing class followed him around then started doing some personal training with him which then we started he started training me in my garage he had his trunk full of kettlebells yes <laughs> i remember that and uh and he would come over and train me in my garage and then one day he said you know why don't you invite some friends it'll be more more fun more exciting so i did and it just 
it took off. And what we were only going to do when it was nice weather and we could be in my garage or in my yard, then we started moving into my house. I would move my furniture twice a week. And you vacuum your floor every I, week. Yeah, yeah. There was like no lint under my couch because I would move it <laughs> twice a week. Uh, and I remember one of my favorite times, I think it was for uh, New Year's. It was, it was, I th I'm pretty sure it was a New Year workout. We had so many people that we were going up and down my steps. We had people at the top of my landing. <laughs> we were everywhere. My kids were still asleep and we were all working out all throughout the house. So that's, that's really where the classes started and, and they were huge and, and different people would come and then the word was getting out more and more. Yeah, and I was just trying to get by in life, right? I mean, I graduated from school uh, with a master's degree in school counseling, but that path didn't work out. So as I was trying to plan and figure out what to do next, I was working three, four different jobs at a different gyms and different dance studios, just teaching things that I loved. I loved working with kids even then. So my focus was always with working with kids, but I've also loved working with adults and doing training sessions and fitness, even though I wasn't a very good trainer back then. I didn't know too much, especially compared to now. Uh, I was just trying to get a buy, you know, I was trying to collect money wherever I can to just survive. So that's where it began. Mm -hmm. Right. And then I feel like a lot of trainers and coaches start with those garage gym kind of experience right and they grow into a facility and so in 2015 we i came across this building and we were only in the front studio which is currently known as studio a mm -hmm. the blue room that was the room that we started in and we opened our doors and i remember talking to you saying like i don't know if this is gonna work and I wasn't really sure, but I basically emptied my bank account to open the facility, put it into stuff that we needed, like mirrors and some equipment. And we have very minimal equipment. I mean, when I look back at the picture, I am surprised that we operated with that little equipment. Right. Yeah. And, that, and that room, it, the, the room is, is not... Um very large no so and we did everything in that room everything yeah everything i was i was looking back at some old photos and your your um athlete sessions were in there and adult hip-hop was in there and yeah so yeah we it was uh and because we only had that one room also you could only have one thing scheduled at a time mm -hmm. yeah it was nuts and you were a client back then. Yes. You were nothing more than just a client, but we slowly kind of phased you in mm -hmm. into the role of a, an administrative assistant <laughs> slash coach, and you started working with more clients. And that decision to me was easy, and that was one of the best decisions that I made to hire you and bring you on board. Oh, thank because, you. Because you knew what we were about. You knew who I was and what I wanted to do, and you were totally bought in and it made the transition process a lot easier and and, and I appreciate everything you do do. <laughs> and if, if somebody would have ever told me when I first started training with you, like this was going to be the path that I was going to take, I never would have believed any of them because mm. I was kind of, you know, restarting my my fitness journey. So certainly my goal wasn't, hey, I'm going to become a, a coach and mm. <laughs> I'll be writing my own program someday. No, I was at, at ground zero. So mm. it's really to watch all of this unfold and uh yeah and you're exactly right you know just 
learning your philosophy on things and and it, it just it was a it was a natural transition for me also mm-hmm. yeah i mean six years ago somebody would have told me that in six years you will have a podcast you have, <laughs> right you have three rooms with this many dancers oh and COVID will strike and you'll still survive i right? have never believed it right and you ne- probably never would have no. taken this path either had you known no. all of that Mm-mm. so it's yeah. just you know like when you do when you take one step at a time and you focus on the task in front of you and you pour your heart out and you just do the best you can things will work out as it's meant to mm-hmm. you know i just uh i have a full faith in god that this is good this was gonna work and i trusted the process and here we are yes and we're celebrating our six years amazing yeah <laughs> so let's talk about our top three moments okay what do you got as a number three? Uh, so, okay. So my first one absolutely was opening the doors. Mm. So, uh, and, you know, we've already talked about that. That was huge in my life. That was, that's huge for me. It's been huge for my whole family. So just you opening up here was, was one of the best things that has, oh. that has happened. Um, it was hard. It's, it's hard to think about just three. I agree. I agree. I was really struggling to narrow it down to three as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So some of them, I feel like they could be like subcategories instead of, you know, like one mm-hmm. A, one B. No, uh, the athletes program. Mm-hmm. I think more so than anything for you and, and the dance program, but you are so phenomenal with our athletes and the program is growing and you're really, you're, you're starting these kids out with an incredible base, sending them out into, you know, whatever sport they're doing or into college really with so much knowledge and and information and good training that 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 is huge as far as my third i don't know it's so hard to decide what number three is um i am going to say Mm. (laughs) i'm going to want to retract this later uh commotion cares it's Mm. so near and dear to my heart our dance program is so phenomenal and it benefits an organization that's very important to me. But to see how that all came together, mm. it just really encompasses so much of what our facility is about, what this program is all about. So that's going to be my number three. So opening our doors, our athletes program, and Commotion Cares. That's Those are my three. List. That's yeah. a pretty good list. And yeah. you know what's surprising is – out of the three things that you listed, only one overlaps between okay. my list and yours. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, we'll come back to your point and we'll talk about more and extend, you know, extended details in a little bit. My top three moments. Uh, number three, the Hip Hop for Hope series. We've done 20 of those. Some of them are prior to us opening, but most of them have been in-house. And the ones that stick out to me the most are the ones that we've done for people and mm-hmm. families, individuals. Um, you know, obviously we want to support big organization and we have in the past, but the ones that we have done in the memory of, or people who are suffering, um, or going through a hard time, those are the ones that I just remember. And it just, it's so much more than the money that we've raised. Mm -hmm. I actually don't have the actual total of how much we've raised through hip hop for hope. Uh, but for listeners who don't know what hip hop for hope is, that's the fundraiser that we do, uh, we use to, you know, collect money and donations towards certain cause or certain family members. We've done a whole bunch of them, obviously 20 of them. 
And every time we do it for community members, it's huge. Uh, the biggest one we did was for Kathleen Deegan. And that one, I, I don't think I'll ever forget that one. That was so big that we had to rent out a different space in Trinity United Methodist Church. And so many people, community members came out. And there's just feel to Hip Hop for Hope that makes you feel like, wow, this community is so amazing. Right. That I'm just grateful that I can be part of this and I can, you know, help lead the event. But more than anything else, just seeing the strength of the community through those Hip Hop for Hope have been just tremendous and incredible and i have to give a shout out to robin alexis who's always with me and mel garrison too mm -hmm. for the most part in these events that helps me lead these events and uh, it's just a special event that we've created i'm just grateful that we've been able to do 20 of them and i hope to continue to do them as the time comes on hip-hop for hope usually entails two hours of a hip-hop class that's the adult hip-hop class it's basically like zumba Right. Um, and one song after another, we'll just continue to dance on and we keep the cause in back of our head. I always think in terms of I want to have a great event, a memorable event for the people that we're raising money for and also just project good energy out there. Yes. That's one of the things that we really focus on is just that feel good vibes, even if it's not for, you know, a great reason that we're get, gathering together. I want the energy that's in the universe to be great, and we want we want to you know promote that. And it really is, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's number three for me. Number two is the overlap. Commotion cares. You're right. The whole reason as to how it came together has been amazing, and I want to highlight the the most recent one where we raised eight thousand and nine hundred dollars in in one day. Commotion Cares is our fall big event for our dance program, Commotion Dance Program, where we, you know, where the dancers perform and the parents get to watch the dancers perform. But it's also a fundraiser towards a local organization called Many Hands Helping Others, who feed, who help feeds community families in need. Uh, so they send food back home. You can talk more about it, dude. Says she, you've been more part of Many Hands than anybody else. And without you, I would have never found out about Many Hands. Yeah, I think actually it was Aaron Ross that told you. And then I heard, because we had to switch um, who we were contributing this money to early on. And it just happened very quickly. And it ended up being, you know, Many Hands helping others that was going to benefit from this wonderful program. Uh, we send supplemental food bags home on the weekends, which it's it's really heartbreaking to think, you know, that, that there are students in our district who need extra food on the weekends. And it's food that can be easily prepared. So from a kindergartner all the way up and it's non-perishable. So we, we the, the bags go home with the students for the weekends and, and it should be enough food to get them through the weekends so that they can have some some well-balanced meals when they're not in school getting meals there you know what's been amazing for me personally ever since i opened the doors to the studio is finding out so much more about the community that mm -hmm. i didn't know existed mm -hmm. organization like many hands organization like the um the food bank yes i mean the need the the need that that is there in the community is unbelievable and it's incredible to see the number of volunteers who comes in, comes out and support. And 
of course we want to help them. You know, we, the fact that we can help them is such a great opportunity for kids to be exposed to and for us to be able to step in and give back to the community. And there's so much more that we've just learned over time. Um, just there's something about the community that I just didn't know existed. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't realize the the big Indian population that's around in Danville. We had Bollywood classes here for a reason. And the Indian community just reached out and said, can we hold the Bollywood classes here? I didn't know that was the thing. Right. There's so many beautiful things about this Danville community that I didn't know about. And I'm just grateful that, like, again, that we get to experience that and we get to see that per side of, of the community. Right. And it's, it's amazing to see how you incorporate both of them. So we have this dance program here. What parent doesn't like to see their kids mm-hmm. on the stage dancing? You know, and, and this one is informal. It's early in the dance season, so they're not really, it's not like our final dance recital for the year. It's a little more basic. And, uh, um, you know, and then how we use the school to do it at and, and they donate the stage to us. And, you know, just everybody comes out. They make donations at the door. It's just it's it's wonderful to see. So it's a really nice blend of what we're doing here. And then it also teaches the kids to give back to the community. I always love that moment when when we present the check yes that's one of my favorite moments <laughs> yeah. too in the show yeah <laughs> showing the check over to the kids and, and i they get to see it before me yes so. and i always get to hide it from you <laughs> <laughs> don't let hitty see <laughs> yeah it's pretty neat uh and that leads to my number one and number one was that receiving business of the year award last year yes that was on my list too yeah mm-hmm. and i mean that was just years of work and sometimes, you know, like, obviously we don't do this to be recognized. Mm-hmm. We don't do this work because we want to be known or recognized. That's not the point. Um, but that award meant so much to us because we pour a lot into the community. I feel like we do through our, you know, what we do uh, in the community and through the studio. And that award really meant, hey, I love you back from the community. Mm-hmm. That's the way I interpreted it. And, and I think that's why it meant so much. And, uh, you know, that's something that we've always strived towards is loving the community through what we do. Because, you know, you've heard me say this over and over. We exist because of the community that we are in. Mm-hmm. If we were in a different community, I'm not really sure that if we will be doing as well as we do now. And so I truly believe that small businesses exist because of the community that we're in. And so for, for, for us to receive that award and kind of be told that, hey, we love you back too, meant so much. And I want to reflect on that and say, like, that was a really important moment for us. Yes. Right? Uh, yeah, it definitely was. And that, I think, is another moment, too, that when you were considering opening your doors, mm-hmm. that wasn't anything that you probably thought, you know, as no. you were going through your doubts and your dreams and your hopes you probably didn't think like, hey, I'm going to be business of the year. <laughs> you no, were more no, like, will people not. come? <laughs> yeah. Will we be able to to do this? Is yeah. this a good choice? And and here you are. Yeah. And I mean, still to this day, I wonder, what, you know, on a d- regular basis, like, what can we do more? Are we doing good enough? You know, those are questions that loops in my head constantly. You know, I want to make sure that we're providing the value to the community by us existing. And, you know, 
that's that's so important to me you know like we're a business so sure like financially we have to be stable to be able to operate but that's like the last thing on our important list right i mean that's that's sometimes that's cause of our stress is because i am so not focused on that that like you get worried about it (laughs) every once in a while i'll say well we should focus on it a little bit more right now (laughs) but that's why you're on the team because like i am so not into that those numbers that like i'm just not a and bottom line is i'm not a good business owner in that sense you know but that's why i surround people with people with a different point of view to be able to just kind of pull me back in when I can't focus on that kind of stuff. So we all have the same mission and we're all working toward the same yeah. goal, but then you don't have to think about, you can think about how to better the community, how mm-hmm. to, how to, and that's one of the things that's really contagious about working here is that you do always want to give back. You do always want to do good. And, and that just, it keeps us going. It, mm-hmm. it really keeps things at a really good level. And you know, it's, it's certainly not by any means just a gym or a dance program. You know, one time I was told in the darkest moment of your life, try to find someone or something to help. By helping other, you will be able to cheer yourself up. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I strive to be is, you know, it's, it's, you can't avoid the dark days. Right. You know, and, and speaking from uh, somebody that struggles with mental health, that's, so true like i have dark days you might not see it up in front but that's something that i deal with often and i think in terms of on those days who can i help what can i do to help others Mm -hmm. because your mind will tell you that hey you're having a bad day you should just hide under the blanket and not come out and not interact with people and just be miserable all day Mm -hmm. that's what your mind will tell you and you don't know why it happens, but it has. But if you can switch the flip to say, okay, I'm having a terrible day myself, but what can I do to help? Who can I help to cheer them up? And it doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to cost anything. But if you can find a way to help others, the chances are you'll be able to also cheer yourself up. And I think that's just became the philosophy of who we are, especially in this pandemic, mm-hmm. you know? <clears throat> and so th- those are the things that like kind of drives us and that kind of allows us to grow over time. Right. Like we talked about in a previous episode, it's a change of perspective. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can crawl under the blanket. Snaps are good. I mean, let's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's something oh, you gosh. and I both agree on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Take a nap and then go help people. Go make that's them right. happy. Yeah. Go, yeah. go see what you can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, that's really the whole theme of everything that we do here. Yeah, and I, I want to take a moment to thank all my staff, all the incredible people that we've kind of got, to, I've kind of gotten personally to work with, mm-hmm. uh, you know, from you to Matt to Raleigh, who was my first intern, to Alexis, to Robin, to all the current staff, to people even who left us like Tati and Ashley, the yoga teacher, Ashley, there's dance teacher, Ashley, too, <laughs> all the former dance instructors. I mean, there, we've, we've gotten to know quite a few people on very personal levels because they worked with us. And without them, RMS wouldn't be here today the way it is. You know, they've left their mark and it's it's been really, really neat to see their journey right in front of our eyes and just grateful for the people who's come and worked for us. And you, the people that come to work for us too, I, I've noticed, you know, at a lot of places... You're, you're hiring staff for their skills. Mm-hmm. But here, 
it's that 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 contagious feeling I, I that we just keep getting people who they're not just here to just teach or they're not just here to train they they bring so much to it also so they might have you know a new idea or um you know a, a talent that we didn't even know about that they want to share with either the dancers or w with the the fitness clients and it's it's just amazing that the quality of the people who come in and want to work with us because they hear mm -hmm. what a great place it is to work and they want to give back also so we've been so fortunate our the kids and the clients have been so fortunate for all of the staff that's been here. I yeah. think it just speaks to the culture of this facility. And, and you know, the culture is not because of me. Like, I want to make this clear is that I didn't build the culture. I, we built the culture together as people who've been part of this facility and the clients and the dancers and everybody that's involved. That it's a welcoming environment to all. And we facilitate growth. We, we educate, we learn, we push each other, but more importantly, we learn to elevate each other. I think that's the right word is elevate each other in many different ways. And if you are hungry to grow, I feel like you thrive here. Mm -hmm. and, and that's something that's important to me. And I think that's something that's important to everybody who's part of this facility. And, you know, that mindset and that attitude carries over right like whenever i talk to the kids when i work with the kids i think in terms of we are just a stepping stone you know we're they're climbing up the stairs right and we might be the second or the third step that they climb but the top of the mountain is up to them to reach mm -hmm. and i'm content with being those step two or step three and along the ride and along the way they're just using us as a stepping stone and i'm totally fine with that this is not their final destination especially when we're working with the kids. Mm -hmm. And I always try to remind them like, hey, you're going to go to places from here. But to get to the next level, I want to make sure you have the foundations down so then when you go to the next level, you're competent, you're ready to go, you're ready to take on a new challenge, and you can grow further. Right. Yeah. And you do really instill that in throughout all of the programs, you know, even with your um, uh, mentoring program. You're always teaching the kids and, and you're teaching them such good lessons for life just like you said to to take with you it's it's not just okay you're gonna come in and you're gonna you're gonna deadlift and you're gonna deadlift heavy and you know you come here and you get life lessons you get good training you become part of a really phenomenal community I am getting choked up again what are you doing to me Hitty? <laughs> I'm like having this big moment right now. Like I'm so proud to be part of this Aww. and it's six years. And yeah, my mind is going through all of the photos I was looking through last yeah. night from the beginning until right. now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's been pretty incredible. I think the thing we do well is, you know, our actions match what we say. Mm -hmm. That's the biggest point. And I think that's why kids take away so much from here is because we say, Hey, help others. And they see us leading to help others. You know, and we say, you know, don't just focus on yourself, focus on other people. Mm -hmm. And they see that we do that and, and on everyday, everyday basis. And we say, focus on fundamentals. And they see us focusing on fundamentals. And so the message becomes louder and louder and clearer and clearer, clearer the more we do what we preach or ask people to do. Mm -hmm. And the other part is like it's a welcoming environment, right? Like I don't think 
anybody who's actually stepped into the studio um, felt like we're an intimidating facility. Right. You know, we try to welcome everybody. And, you know, I'm sure at times we fail to do that. I want to recognize that. It's that we're not perfect, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're just speaking from our perspective and what we think. So we may have failed to see the other side of the coin or we may have seen failed to see failed at some point because that's failure is just uh just a part of journey right as we, as we grew too yeah. we learned a lot about oh, yeah. how to be more you know welcoming and you and you learn the more the closer we get with the clients the more we learn about you know what people want and what they're mm-hmm. feeling and yeah so you just develop things from there mm-hmm. and as we reflect on these six years the the word that comes to mind is just gra- gratitude you know i'm just so grateful that we're still here mm-hmm. we've had a really successful six years and we've had a successful last year i mean not not as successful in terms of financially but i feel like we succeeded in navigating through the pandemic we did we grew so much yeah. in this last year we really did and if anything i, I think we're we're a tighter community now. Mm-hmm. I feel so much closer to our clients and um, I feel more focused on my job and what it is, you know, that that, that I need to do for our members here. Mm-hmm. Um, that focus had to change a little bit as we went through the pandemic and it just feels a lot stronger now and, and I feel closer um to to my job and and to our members more than ever before yeah i see like a a look of determination from our clients and Mm -hmm. our dancers and just i think they're feeling it too some of them may not especially the kids may not be able to express it but they're feeling the sense of gratitude in a sense of i'm so grateful to be back yes and part of it is i'm making it a point to point that out to them like that feeling that you have right now like you're so happy to be back that's Mm -hmm. gratitude yes cherish it remember it because we learned that anything could be taken away from us in a moment. Yes. You know, we talk about that as a concept mm-hmm. a lot of times, you know, like live your day to the fullest because tomorrow is never guaranteed. Right. It's such a, a cliche saying, but we kind of got to experience part of that through this pandemic. Yes. And so I'm trying to drill it in, not necessarily drill it into mm-hmm. them, but teach them like, hey, that feeling that you have when you first step back into the studio that like fuzzy feeling, that excitement, that's gratitude. That's right. being feeling grateful that you can be back here. So really immerse yourself in it. Really feel it to the core. Remember that feeling and apply that mm-hmm. to anywhere that you go or you get to go again after this pandemic. Right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you okay, dude? I'm feeling all the feels. Yep, yeah. feeling all the feels. <laughs> yeah. Well, what do you think this year is going to look like, Deuce? Oh, boy. I don't even know if I want to predict. I yeah. don't know. I, I, I do really. I, I think we are just going to keep growing. And I think everybody's sort of on the same page. At first, it felt a little scattered. We didn't know what we were doing with dance, with fitness. And we had to figure that all out. We had to figure out fitness kind of first. And then the dance program started to fall into place. But this year, I really feel like we're getting more consistency, even with the inconsistencies mm-hmm. um, that are in the world. So I think we're just going to keep growing stronger. I think we're just going to keep building um, with the community that we have here, we're just going to keep getting stronger and stronger and, and better and better. Yeah, I just, I, I see a year of growth ahead of us. I hope so too. I think every year we see 
growth in some ways. Mm -hmm. I'd love to see the dancers come back who took the year off. I want, I'd love to see the clients come back. Yeah. They're uh, all really starting to come back right now. Yeah. And you know, strength I, we, that we continue to grow as well. That's important to me. You know that. And as coaches and as dance instructors, not just in our knowledge, but an application to how we can communicate with clients better, how we can communicate with dancers better, how we can lead better, how we can instill leadership in others, especially today's youth. I look at today's youth as key, you mm -hmm. know, like it's important to foster them and get them prepared for the world of the changing world. And, and I want them to have the confidence to be able to lead down the road and i want to get that process started i know that i like i said i'm not i know that we're not the end results the the place that they end up but in the time that we get to spend with them mm -hmm. we want to make sure that we instill those qualities so we can set them up for success yes Yes, for sure. Because I think times are going to be turbulent also just because of the pandemic and until we get resettled. So the kids are going to have to go through a lot of changes and they're not going to be able to pull on, you know, what happened in the past. Mm -hmm. College is going to change. Jobs are changing. More working from home. And I think a lot of that is going to stay with us. So, yeah, we, we do need to prepare them for something that we're not even really sure of. Yeah. And here's my challenge to the listeners today is as hopefully the pandemic comes to somewhat of an end in this year at some time. Mm -hmm. My challenge to you is that instead of looking at pandemic as an inconvenience, let's look at it as something that we learned from. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Because I can see in the future a lot of conversation about, oh, this pandemic set me back, this pandemic did so much damage to me, blah, 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 that kind of stuff, right? And and part of that is necessary. Part of that is grieving process of the lost year. Mm -hmm. But I want to also hear a lot about, you know, when I look at it, it was difficult. But this situation has really taught me to be, quote, you know, whatever, the fill in the blank kind right. of situation, because that's going to be different for everybody. Um, and so I'm looking forward to hearing more of that. So that's my challenge to you listeners today. What do you think, Dubes? I think so. Yes. All right. Well, this is a quick recap episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And uh, we'll see you next week. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary.